Welcome to the Basilea Hollywood Podcast, a community of friends committed to the message and practice of Jesus and His kingdom. Hey everyone, my name is Troy. Uh, that's my wife, Suzanne. We met in college. Started with a horrible joke. And we've been married ever, well, not ever since, no. Married for 11 years. This January? This July? This July? So I'm just, I'm going ad lib off the cuff, so, you know, it's not. Kind of like a polished turd. Anyways, um, uh, so I'm going to say a few words, probably like 20 minutes or something, about, uh, about Scripture and what Jesus uh, had to say about prayer. But before uh, I do that, um, we're going to take our offering. Um, could I get some help, maybe just one or two people to help distribute um, offering? I don't know what we call them. Do you call them? They're not really baskets. Plates? Plate, love, love plates, um, Basilea love plates. Uh, if you, if Basilea is, uh, if you call it your community, um, then I would encourage you to give. If not, please do not feel obligated to give. Okay. And um, we give because um, we follow Jesus, and to follow Jesus is to have a posture of surrender for our whole life, uh, and you know, you think about what do we have? We have time, energy, resource, um, at least. And so this is just a very tangible way for us to acknowledge that God is God and that we're not. And uh, if you have any questions about that, feel free to talk to me afterwards. So, um, Yeah, today we're going to be talking about prayer. Um, how many of you uh, have been with us for, I don't know, the past few months? Just raise your hand, okay. And how many of you, uh, maybe this is your first day, maybe this is your first time? Okay, got a few over here. Let's, I feel like we should clap for you guys. <laughs> So, um, today, oh, you know what? Sorry, real quick before I start. I'm so unorganized. I just, we're trying to keep the, these talks to about 20 minutes, and so I just need to set my timer. Does anybody have any Bible jokes they want to tell while I'm doing this? No? Any clean jokes, anyone? Uh, okay, so no jokes. Um, we're just going to head into Scripture then. Okay. Hey, that was an open mic, guys. You missed your chance if you got a good joke. Anyways, um, so today we are going to be talking about prayer. And um, you probably know, or, uh, or if you don't know, we've been trekking through the Gospel of Matthew. Okay. 
and we've been learning about Jesus. For us, Jesus is the center point of reference for our reality. Uh, we believe that the meaning of life is to live for Christ. Um, so it's more than a service, it's more than a thing. Um, it's, it's a whole life of surrendering to God and, and learning how to follow him together, okay? So right now, we are in Matthew chapter 6, and uh, if you don't know Matthew, uh, specifically chapters 5 through 7, uh, famously known as the Sermon on the Mount, are probably some of the most famous teachings of all time. Uh, Gandhi, anybody heard of Gandhi? Okay. Um, he, read the, he read the Gospel of Matthew. He read the Sermon on the Mount, and he was like, this is the stuff. The, yeah. <laughs> Not, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was me. Yeah, that was a direct quote from Gandhi. No, um, no, he, he was like, man, this is, if somebody actually did this, that would be pretty amazing. Um, so even people who don't follow Jesus uh, recognize there's something unique, there's something different about Jesus' teachings in the Sermon on the Mount. And so we're going to continue that today, um, and we're going to focus on what Jesus, uh, he's not giving us an exhaustive teaching on prayer, okay? So he's not saying everything there is to say or everything that he has to say on prayer. This is just some of what he had to say on prayer. So if you have a Bible, um, digital or a paper, or you got it memorized, um, or your, your brain is linked to the, to the cloud, the iCloud, whatever, um, let's go ahead and we're going to be in uh, Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 5. And do I have, I would love actually if someone besides me could read the text, um, just to mix it up a little bit. Does anybody enjoy reading out loud? Yeah? Okay, do you want to come up? What's your name? What is it? Ariel. Ariel. Hi, Ariel. Is this okay? Yeah. Thank you. So we're going to start at uh, verse 5, and we'll go through uh, verse 8. So 5 through 8. Can you help me? What's that? Can you help me? And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this. Let's give her a hand. 
That was brave. Thank you very much for doing that. Okay, so Jesus is um, talking about prayer, and uh, a couple weeks ago, if you were here, my wife Sue, she talked about uh, giving to the poor, giving to the needy. Um, now, uh, what what's important to note is that Jesus was Jewish, and he was talking to a Jewish audience, and um, in the Jewish culture at the time, giving to the needy, prayer, and fasting were things that you did. It was just part of the fabric of the culture, okay? So Jesus is, as he's talking, he's, and as he's teaching, he's assuming that uh, who he's talking to, they're already doing these things. So, um, so just to note that, okay? And, um, Jesus, in his typical fashion, he, he says something like this. He's like, look, you can do a lot of good things. You can do great things. You can do really great religious things. You can do really amazing things that help people and that are really religious. And you can even do awesome things that I care about. But your heart can still be a million miles away from me. Isn't that weird? We could be doing things that God actually cares about, but depending on what's in our heart, depending on our motives, it might just be noise to God. So this is sort of the framework in which Jesus is teaching, okay? So we talked about giving, right? Giving is great, helping the needy, helping those in need, like it's something we need to really do and take seriously. but Jesus is sort of posing these questions to us, you know, uh, why do you do what you do? What's, and what's in your heart? He seems to really care about our motives. Are we doing these things to be noticed? Uh, or are we doing them for God? So let me just, uh, that's kind of the, the larger framework let me just head right into sort of laser focusing on prayer, okay? So Jesus said, as we just read, uh, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, uh, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So in other words, the, the applause that they get from people, that is their reward. They get what they wanted. And as my wife, Suze, a couple weeks ago, uh, was talking to us about giving, she was talking specifically about the word hypocrite. And she was saying how in uh, the Greek language, the word hypocrite was a word that was used uh, to denote, uh, well, it basically just meant actor. So like someone who was doing a play was called a hypocrite, okay? So a little bit uh, different than maybe what comes to mind for us today, okay? But it's this idea of playing a role. And Jesus is saying that, uh, I broke that, that's okay. And so Jesus is saying that 
we can put on a show in church, in community, in religion. Um, you know, we might know sort of the right words to say. We might know sort of the little nuances. Um, we may be able to do these, these lofty prayers and um, basically play the role of being very spiritual so that to other people, it really seems like we're close to God. And Jesus is saying that none of that stuff's wrong in and of itself, but if the heart motivation of prayer is to be noticed, is to be liked, is to impress others, um, is to receive praise, to receive an applause from other people, um, Jesus says, you've missed the point. You missed it. Are you praying for people? No, that's wrong. Are you praying to be noticed, or are you praying for the purpose of being in the presence of God? And Jesus says, don't pray um, for show, um, but rather he's inviting us to Pray in the unseen to the unseen God. He's inviting us to pray in the unseen to the unseen God. Now, I just want to say a quick note, and I might come back to this, but it's worth saying. Um, Jesus is not saying that to pray um, in the context, you know, of other people, like more than one person praying together, uh, is wrong, okay? That's, that's not what he's saying, okay? He's talking about the motives of our heart, okay? And I, I might come back to that. Um, so we're being asked to cultivate a secret life of prayer. And Jesus, you probably noticed that he says a lot of really sort of weird, crazy things. Um, and he doesn't just say do this or do that. He actually, um, he actually did these things in his life, right? So in other words, he practiced what he preached, right? And I think that's a little bit hard to come by. <laughs> uh, you know, it's easy to say things, but to actually do what you say, um, that's the challenge, right? But Jesus actually did what he said. Uh, so like in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, for example, you know, it says, uh, but Jesus would often withdraw into the wilderness or into the lonely places uh, to pray. And this blows my mind because Jesus, like everybody wanted something from him. I mean, Jesus is going around, he's teaching with authority, he's casting out demons, he is healing the sick, he's raising the dead, he's uh, doing all these amazing things. Everybody wants something from him, understandably. And yet, he chooses to continually have this rhythm of carving out space to be alone with God and to pray. I mean, I think I'm busy, you know? <laughs> Prayer, I just got so much stuff going on. Jesus had way more than I'll ever have, <laughs> right? And he's inviting us to follow him by living like he lived, okay?
So Jesus cultivated a secret life of prayer with his heavenly father, and he's inviting us to do the same. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing, um, Jesus also says this, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you even ask him. Uh, one of the, the leading New Testament scholars, a guy named Craig Keener, uh, said this. He said, Greek prayers piled up as many titles of the deity addressed as possible, hoping to secure his or her attention. Pagan prayers typically reminded the deity of favors done or sacrifices offered, attempting to get a response on contractual grounds. In other words, um, one would approach uh, a particular god and say something like, okay, I've done X, Y, and Z in your name or for you, and now I need a favor. I have a request, I have a prayer, and I need you to answer it. So it, it's, it's this business-like transaction. Um, you owe me sort of thing. And again, Jesus is speaking to the posture of our hearts. We can't manipulate God. We can't control God. There's no magic formula to getting him to do whatever we want him to do. There's just not. Um, and so I guess it seems to me like a, the, the second question that Jesus is posing to us you know, the first one being, uh, how do we pray? Um, uh, or, excuse me, why do we pray? And this one being, how do we pray? Um, you know, it seems like he's posing this question, how do you pray? Do we pray to God? Do we ask God for things with a sense of entitlement? God, I have done X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, I, I went to Bible study and I, I did all the ministry training courses. You know, I, I sing in the worship team. Uh, I read my Bible. I, I serve people. You know, maybe I, I, I give food to people who are hungry or I give blankets to those who are cold. I've been on a missions trip. Like, I mean, just fill in the blank. We could go for like the next half hour, right? Uh, but we won't. And God, I have a real need. And I need you to come through. I need you to follow through. I need you to answer this prayer. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. And I can tell you from experience that Praying to God with an attitude of entitlement is a recipe for disaster because I've been through it. And what I mean is, uh, for example, um, I, prayed that, I prayed for two years straight about one thing. God, help me, heal me. I was having, these, uh, I was having anxiety and these panic attacks. God, help me, heal me. And he didn't. And... 
Um, I was confused. I was disappointed. I was sad. I was bitter. I became angry. And it drove me to a point of really saying, look, I thought that you loved me, but now I, I don't know if that was ever true. Maybe I just made that up in my head or something. I don't know. So I think I'm done with you, God. And cynical, depressed. Yeah, entitlement doesn't work too well in a relationship with God. So what's the alternative? The alternative is trust. The alternative to entitlement is trust. And something really fascinating. You probably noticed that Jesus has been referring to God as Father. Now, this was not completely unheard of, but this was absolutely abnormal in Jesus' day to refer to the one true God the one who spoke creation into existence to refer to God um, as Father. This intimate, relational term. And we're going to see uh, in a couple weeks what we're going to go deeper into what it means to call God Father. Um, but for now, I just want to just sort of touch the surface of that. Um, and this is crazy because in Jesus' day, in Jesus' time, there, basically, um, no one spoke the name of God because it was revered as too holy to even say. So then you've got this guy, Jesus, calling God Father. It's like, who, is it? who does this guy think he is? And then Jesus teaches us to also call God our Father. If you read through the whole Bible, you see that God is a personal God. God is not this ethereal presence in which I just, that makes me feel good. God is a personal God. He has a mind and a will, and he is the God who speaks. He has things to say. And so prayer is, first of all, relational. There's this dynamic that goes on. Right? In any human relationship, right? What do we do? We communicate. We talk and we listen. We talk and we listen. I mean, whole books have been written about prayer and what it means. For me, <laughs> at its base, it's the simplicity of honest communication to God. God, I'm in the dumps. Here's why. I don't get this. Da da da. Um, or you know, things are going great. Thank you. You know, honest communication, right? I mean, if God already knows our heart and knows what we want to ask, what's the point in trying to put on a mask and play the role of everything's okay? Probably no point. So, 
Jesus is inviting you and me to cultivate a secret life of prayer. with our Heavenly Father in which we talk honestly and we listen and we make space for Him to speak to us. I once had a, a college professor say, you know, when, when you are alone and you're unplugged sort of from the world and you don't turn off your phone and, uh, and it's just you and God, um, if you don't hear him saying that he loves you, then whatever else you're hearing may not be God. Because God loves you, and you, and you, and me. God loves us, and he is safe, and we can trust him. We don't have to be afraid. Now look, I understand that uh, Many of us, maybe most of us, potentially all of us, I don't know, um, have been disappointed or worse uh, by our earthly fathers or mothers. Um, so it can be hard to uh, even go there with God. God, Father, ugh, it just doesn't feel right. I don't know. But I can tell you that God, our Heavenly Father, loves you and is perfect and is for you. He's for you. I, um, I'm a father. Susan and I, um, we, uh, we had a stork come and uh, drop off baby. And, uh, no, we wrestle. Um, it, we, uh, so we have a daughter, and she's, she's going to be two at the, end of, uh, <laughs> at the end of the summer. And she, you know, you, a lot of you have probably seen her, you know, sometimes just running around here. And she's just, you know, she's, she's my joy, you know. Um, and, you know, sometimes, uh, I mean, I love her to death, right? I am, as, as her parent, as her father, I am committed to her for life. Like, I don't know the future. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure there's going to be some rough patches and all that. But my hope is that we have a good relationship uh, that is based on forgiveness, because without forgiveness, uh, there, there cannot be any moving forward of a relationship, right? Um, and honest communication, because uh, if we can't talk about things, then we, we also can't move forward in our relationship. Um, so I hope that from now until the day that I die, we're, we're in relationship, okay? And I'm committed to her and I'm committed to that. And she's two, right? So I mean, she's really smart, but she also, like I have a different vantage point than she does. So sometimes she will uh, ask me for things. I mean, she asks me for a lot of things. She asks us both for a lot of things, you know, all the time. Can I have, da, 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 you know. Um, and sometimes, you know, say yes, and sometimes we say no. And for her, she doesn't understand, uh, you know, the why. Uh, and 
you know, so I'm contrasting that or sort of comparing this with our relationship with God, right, you know, uh, and what I mean is, you know, what what's up with God not answering some prayers, maybe he answers others, but not all or some, and I'm just, I was just thinking about my daughter, Lucia, and, you know, for example, uh, she might say something like, Daddy? Chocolate? And she points at it, and I say, uh, no, honey, no, honey. And it's not that, you know, I'm against chocolate. I'm not anti-chocolate. It's just that, you know, uh, having chocolate every day maybe is not going to be the best for her, <laughs> you know, for different reasons. Um, so sometimes I say yes, sometimes I say no, but I always do it um, out of, like, I have, I have her back, I'm for her, and... Um, she does these cute, she actually has, she, she kind of has these conversations with herself, and what I mean is it'll go something like this. Um, it'll seem like she's asking me a question, and then she'll actually answer. <laughs> so she'll be, you know, she'll say something like, um, I don't know, uh, you know, daddy, uh, daddy, go outside? And she, she's really asking if she can go outside. She's not asking if I can go outside. Uh, Daddy, go outside? And I say, um, before I even say anything, she goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, you know, depending, I'll say yes or no. Um, but I have to think that if there's anything to this father thing, if Jesus is, is you know, calling God Father and inviting us to do the same Maybe there's some similarities in, in uh, a human relationship between a father and their daughter. And um, if so, to me, the takeaway is that, okay, God, I trust you. You're for me. You love me. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand you. Um, but I trust you. And so I try and stay in that posture and... Um, it's hard sometimes, right? Because sometimes you're like, God, why don't you just, why can't you just help me with this one little thing? I'm dealing with it for years. You know, I don't know what the answer is. But I do know that we can trust God. And this is what God is asking us to cultivate. Uh, okay, I'm going to wrap up. And um, maybe just mention some of the probably practical aspects of what we're talking about here. Um, first of all, I think what Jesus is saying is crazy uh, because we live in Los Angeles. Um, and what I mean is that the thought of, for me, the thought of like putting my time and energy into something that I'm not going to show anybody, that I'm not going to share with anybody, um, is so foreign to me. It's so weird, you know? Like, you might, uh, you might write, um, you know, a screenplay. And, I mean, of course you want to share it, right? So I'm not saying that's wrong or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying there's this certain dynamic of the city where it's like a lot of us are very creative and, uh, you know, we're meant to share that with each other and with others. But with this thing with prayer, Jesus is, is asking us to... Like, do it in secret. And, and don't go around, like, 
uh, boasting or like bragging about it. Oh man, you know, I was in prayer yesterday and I just like, the Lord just showed up and I was in the third heaven and just, you know, it was amazing. You know, I wish I could have been there. Um, you know, it's, uh, God's actually asking us to do this weird thing of doing it in secret. You know, and again, we don't want to turn this into a religion or like a law. Um, I mean, maybe it'll come up. Maybe somebody will see you. But I think you get the point of, of our heart posture, right? Um, next, uh, where do we find space in Los Angeles to pray? Have you noticed that space is, is very hard to come by in the city? Like, even just to, like, rent a room somewhere can be, like, so difficult. Like, space in the city is, it can be uber expensive. You know, you might be living in a room and you don't even really have your own space. You know, where, where, where is the space where I can be alone and pray and be with God? You know, sometimes we have to get creative. And, um, and I'll just say this, it's, I don't know, just kind of off the cuff, but if, if you don't have a space to pray uh, and you want one, um, come talk to me after church, okay? Uh, so finding a space can be hard. Um, and I think I'm going to end there. So why don't we all stand? If you feel comfortable, uh, you don't have to do this, but uh, I want to invite you to just open your hands. And this isn't magic. This isn't a formula. We're not trying to manipulate God. This is just simply a uh, physical way to express um, openness to Jesus, openness to God. So God is here, God is present, and I'm just going to, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask God to, um, to just manifest, okay? And uh, this, this isn't a scary thing, I'm just, I'm just going to ask, and I would ask that you would pray with me. Um, let's just ask the Lord to come, and to fill us up, and to speak to us, and to say what he wants to say and to do what he wants to do, okay? Because this isn't about, like, for us, it's not about just, like, doing a service. It's about really encountering God. And, and I think that there's probably some of us who are already encountering God um, based to come alongside what God is doing and what he wants to do uh, because Jesus heals, okay? So let's pray. So Jesus, you reign.
we invite you to be who you are here. You are the king, and we invite you to come and have your way. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like, we don't want to, um, to play a role. We don't want to, to like manufacture anything. We just want you. So we're just going to go ahead and wait for a minute or two in silence. Um, and let's just take a posture of listening. And I invite you in your heart to just ask the Lord, you know, what are you saying to me? So why don't we do that? 